Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. So I'm, I'm here with, uh, with Mike Piker, um, who's the Global Head of Total, Total Rewards for uh, NASPERS. Hi, hi, Mike. Hello. Uh, Mike's uh, based in Amsterdam, and uh, Mike and I go back uh, many years, prob- probably more than a decade, Mike, and uh, a few jobs ago. Yeah, indeed. And um, I, I, I think um, Mike's a great person to have on this podcast uh, because you've worked in um, quite a number of different companies and uh, um, and locations as well. Uh, it's probably worth just sharing a bit about your background, Mike, and, and, and I guess also where you've lived, which is which is quite impressive. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. So when I was younger, my father was in HR, and we moved uh, between Europe, US, and around. So kind of stuck in my head when I grew up. So I've lived around nine countries, um, quite a few in Asia, almost 16, 17 years in Asia, um, Latam, Europe, and now uh, U.S. by origin. Um, and it's been really cool, a lot of fun, and also working on both sides of the table, both consulting and corporate. So it's been great to see both vantages. Yeah, good. So specifically, which cities have you lived and worked in? Uh, let's see. Well, in Asia, uh example, in Japan, I lived six years. I was a um, student in Osaka, and I taught on the uh, jet program up in Iwate Prefecture. Then I worked for Yokogawa RC in West uh, Mitaka in Tokyo. Uh, was in Singapore twice with ORC and with Cisco, and then China with Lenovo, and that's just Asia. <laughs> and then uh, Brazil, Sao Paulo with uh, Syngenta. Uh, also in Basel, Switzerland, at their headquarters. Um, time in Frankfurt, Germany, uh, and also twice in the UK in Chiswick, and right outside West London, and then in Southern in Surrey. Um, in the US, I come from New York originally. Good. So, Mike, you're a great person to talk about today's topic, which is um, the need for the global gypsies. And I guess you know what we're really seeing at, at Chapman CEG is that corporations are you know really riding a tidal wave of change, and uh, you know technology is improving faster than we can master it. And there's uh, a lot of opportunities for growth around world markets, but this is necessitating a workforce that can actually move and think globally. Um, so, Mike, tell us a bit about NASPERS, and um, I guess a little bit more about your role. Yeah, so um, it's typical is some of the other roles I've had in other companies. So a lead function, um, it's a really cool opportunity. So Naspers is a 100-year-old uh, media company founded in Joburg, listed there. Started in uh, print media um, 100 years ago, newspaper like uh, like Rupert Mur- Murdoch's business. Then evolved into pay TV across Africa and Central Europe and um, and in Latam, and then now pivoted to e-commerce. So it's about a $14, $15 billion company in 100 markets. Uh, only plays in emerging markets predominantly. And um, e-commerce is a fascinating field. Um, so just joined three weeks ago, based in Amsterdam, um, and look after predominantly um, in the reward, remit, mobility, exact comp, benefits, sales comp, you know, the typical portfolio. Um, as well as a new area called workforce analytics, which is uh, where I think HR is really going in the future. Yeah, certainly a hot space, and we'll, we'll touch on that later. And in terms of employee headcount, 
Mike, uh, what's the global footprint and um, what's the split between emerging markets and mature markets? Is it all emerging markets? Yeah, it's all. Uh, why it shows it? It um, is really interesting. It's ninety-nine percent basically emerging markets and uh, twenty-plus thousand employees. Um, the big centers are. Uh, we have a huge stake in Tencent, uh, for example, in China, which everybody knows. Um, and then also in Dubai, uh, Joburg, and then Hofdorp, Amsterdam. Those are major sites. But uh, basically, all the emerging markets is really our our focus, not the not the mature markets. Yeah. Okay. And so, tell us about um, this concept of, of global gypsy, and um, you know, what, what what does this mean to you? Uh, well, it's very personal. Um, having a dad that was a gypsy, I guess I'm second gen. Um, second, that I like it. I, I've gotten better at it. I, uh, so the concept being, you know, we, we talk about HR global talent mobility. It's very personal because I do it myself. So <laughs> when I lead it for a company, I also can relate to it as a citizen of the globe, I guess, if that's the way to put it. But um, there are um, some of them. They're the, what I call the peripatetic gypsies. They're not many, and uh, a lot of companies are looking to get them. Um, it's a it's a tough slog to keep three, four, or five years moving, moving, moving. But if that's one's lifestyle and proclivity, um, it's fun. Um, but it really forces you to rethink, recalibrate every time you move to a new location. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we are certainly seeing uh, more people who are out on assignment not going home and moving on to the next location. And, uh, you know, we find hot demand for these people um, who can adapt to different markets. What are you finding uh, are the benefits that these sorts of employees can add to NASPERS? Yeah, in this uh, industry as well as others, I guess, is um, um, insight, um, particularly so one size does not fit all, right? So you've got multiple experiences you bring hopefully to the table. Two is that obviously the cultural sensitivity, the language intuitiveness, um, the ability to adapt quickly culturally and um, emotionally and uh, professionally. So those are skills that are requisite skills for any sort of executive. And when you move peripatetically, they just get exacerbated as a skill that you must possess to quickly get in, jump into a new place and be successful. You got (laughs) to... quickly and really be agile to just go right in and add value. And what have you found are some of the challenges, uh, you know, from a management perspective, working with these these global gypsies and what are the things to watch out for? Uh, yeah, so the things to look for is, um, is the ability, it, this is always a fine line between those that, um, those that are very agile and very um, flexible. So they bring to the table, as I said, those qualities. The flip side is you've got to be careful when you hire and look at those that the attitude of uh, superiority or um, lack of cultural sensitivity can also manifest itself. So it's a fine line I've noticed in gypsies over my life that can dive in and assimilate and be a sponge, as I've heard one speaker, versus being a stone. If you go into and be a stone into a locale and you bring all your mores into a location, you don't adapt they tend to fail really fast, and it's usually pretty ugly. Yeah, so do you think the implications on the individual um, who's the gypsy uh, to, to, to settle, or is, does the company bear some responsibility for making that assimilation easier? Uh, obviously, it should be both. Um, there is a personal um, attention one must really heed to that, and 
you know, the ability to self-select out if you see early enough that it's not working. The flip side, the company, of course, having the uh, antenna to see or observe or sort of interpolate that the person or individual is or is not working quickly. It usually is a I found pretty quick, you know, in three to six months, you tend to see a gypsy either make it or not. And, um, yeah, and it's the harder locales, sometimes, surprisingly, people tend to be more successful because they are expecting it to be that much different. Uh, the, the locales that are somewhat different from one's home country, surprisingly, are harder. I, I, for some perverse reason, but I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen that a number of times in my career. Yeah, and what do you I mean, what do you think defines success? Is it you know the person being seen to be uh, integrated with locals, but at the same time connected with headquarters, or is there some other way you, you define it? Uh, it's a mixture of that. Um, you know, I, like I go, I try to, and others do. Um, you know, you make that language insertion effort to learn the local language quickly. If you pick a location where you physically live, that's kind of somewhat between an expat ghetto and a local haven that helps rather than just obviously being surrounded by your own home countrymen that helps a lot um and the fact that you uh really take a personal effort when you go to the office or you engage or you you know connect with the community that the, the quickness by which you do that the the ability culturally food wise everything economically to just change your antenna and just insert yourself into a new locale and just try to make it work. Those that there's people that are really agile at that. I found and some that are not, um, but the antenna to kind of like navigate and assimilate, it's pretty self bred. I found you don't, you can't teach it. People either possess it or they don't. And do you think it's important to, 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 to hire for this type of person? Uh, or do you think you can create them once they're in the organization? Uh, instilling them within is tricky. I found it's a skill, uh, A, to acquire it is critical for uh, business critical roles, yes. They tend to be, I found, I, I know I'm speaking in generalities, but those that possess that skill tend to be self-driven and so they'll, uh, you know, bop around the world as when they get sort of bored and they want to move on somewhere else. But the, that's itself, it's a skill that one possesses and, um, so the, the acquisition teams for talent to look for those skill sets, you tend to see it pretty quickly when you observe how they write their CV, how they engage in the interview in the first couple minutes. I mean, you see it. It's very, it's very apparent. And it's, it's a skill set that every major global company uh, possesses and re- requires it to, for certain particular levels. Yeah, I remember uh, probably six or seven years ago, I was doing some search work for BP in Singapore, and they were very much trying to localize their HR team in terms of local faces. But one of um, the key criterions was they wanted all of these individuals to be mobile. And uh, so when we were going to the market doing the searches, um, we had to not only find superstar locals, but we needed to also find people that potentially would be able to move in the future. And you know, they certainly found if you if you hired for it at the start, you had a better chance of people um, seeing through that Correct. goal. Correct. Yeah. So exactly. Well said. So, and that's a classic uh, industry vertical issue, as we know in big oil. You want to hire 
with the foresight and the fortitude for a long runway of potential global movement. And if you, you know, acquire and and sort of look into individuals that have that long-term sort of aim and goal, so Singapore might be a port stop to many other places, then selling at a subsequent local assignment is a much, much easier task. And as it's, a, it's a subset as, of, the, of the labor force. So, sorry. As a total rewards guy, I, I mean, what are you seeing in terms of packages with these global gypsies? Are people willing to do these international moves now on local packages, or is there still a full or quasi-expat package needed to have people do these assignments? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing this a long time, 20, 27 years. I've seen the morphing from exactly what you just said, Matt, to really um, gypsies bop around on local higher foreign national sort of packages. Somewhat of a blend, but increasingly local, 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 and maybe local net. So um, the sweeteners have, you know, have gradually washed away. But you know, typically housing, support, schooling are usually the big two and a local package, and uh, paying local tax without any equalization. Pretty straightforward, um, and also the convergence of mature labor market pay scales uh, actually permits the ability of gypsies to move. Let's say I did like recently from Shanghai to Amsterdam. You know, I was paid in renminbi with Lenovo, and now I'm paid in euros with Naspers. Package-wise, if I equate it to one currency, it's about the same. And, you know, that's what typically happens for global executives now. Um, Absolutely. very common now. Yeah, we've seen the same. So roles really moving to a, you know, somewhat of a global currency. Um, I think you occasionally see Absolutely. issues when someone's coming from a low-tax um, environment, but if you take those... Few, yeah. and there's really only a few in the world away, then it's uh, it's it's relatively consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pension's always a big stumble block. We know that, and international healthcare. But from a uh, just a pure cash equity mix as a comp guide, I mean, there I've seen you know top levels in China uh, and in Singapore, as you know, Matt versus developed mature Europe is almost equal, uh, basically equalizing. Uh, normatively and uh, even on a net basis over time. Um, there are some tax advantages, but if I look at global pay rates for senior, senior global execs, they're really converging. So something we, we, we spend a lot of time looking at is, um, you know, organizations that are uh, creating more globally-minded workforces. I think there's a lot of organizations, you know, obviously your company has been around for a hundred odd years. There's a lot of companies where uh, most of their uh, growth in the past has been in the home market or mature markets, but they're now faced with situations where a lot of their growth is in emerging markets. Um, how are you seeing these organisations um, responding to the need for a, for a more globally minded workforce? And of course, obviously, the gypsies are helping in this. Yeah, I mean, just I've been here three weeks and recruiting, for example, for uh, global talent and uh, Angola, for example, or in Tunisia, um, Sub-Saharan Africa is very tricky um, in our industry. So um, we tend and we found in emerging that really employers like ourselves have to lead the market and create the employment vehicle framework in a given marketplace to start because it doesn't exist, particularly in Africa, in a number of countries. And then that um, a, acquiring the talent, finding it, procuring it, 
nurturing it and then rewarding it, that whole spectrum of stuff is all from scratch. So it's really, um, you know, CIS and Russia is more developed in terms of frameworks, but Africa is the one continent I've done less work in and I found in three weeks. Um, it's quite a, <laughs> it's a market where my company is dominant in and we effectively kind of build the frameworks to help other companies in the same markets because there's nobody there yet. Yeah, we call Africa at Chapman CG sort of last frontier from an HR standpoint. And uh, right. you know, I think it's a very, very exciting exactly. region to, to watch for the near future. Yeah, exactly. That's what appealed to me to join here. It's, uh, I'm learning so, so much about markets I've never worked in yet. Back to that point on a globally minded workforce, some organizations, and there's very few, uh, we've, we've found have decentralized their their leadership team either you know at a business level or a, a HR leadership level. Uh, is this the case at NASPERS or is everyone based in Amsterdam? Uh, so yes, yeah, so good question. Um, so we Heritage grew out of Joburg and uh, Cape Town, um, including the founder Kuz Becker, who's well known. But it's sort of morphed as e-commerce um, became a new pivotal uh, business footprint of the group. So finding and procuring that talent and leading it with, we now have a Dutch executive, Bob Van Dyke, who's at Bay. So we split sort of the execs between now Joburg and Hofdorp Amsterdam with other execs in Hong Kong and Dubai. And my last company, Lenovo, was the same. It had sort of two headquarters. So it's interesting. I'm finding already in two or three recent corporate sort of experiences, dual headquarters, um, are becoming more prevalent and not co-locating every single exec in one site, obviously. And being able to sort of be agile about culture, you know, sub-Saharan Africa versus Western Europe, it's very different. So then how do you run your team and how do you organize to run the corporation? That's also a fascinating subset of, you know, your question, which I'm starting to observe already. And how are you finding the, the, the communication flows from the different markets back to, I guess, the epicenter, if you like? Because I think to this question, you know, it, it, it's interesting to observe organizations that have a centralized way of thinking versus those that have a, a decentralized way of thinking uh, in terms of encouraging very global views. Right. I've been in both. Um, this is the third stool of, or third peg of the wheel. Let's just try to explain this. So... Where I'm at now, and I've worked in both before with other companies, this one's a federal model. So what I mean is that we have a very light-touch center uh, with just a few corporate roles by design, and it's a federated model. So we build frameworks, but we don't impose or overly manage the, uh, the segments. So it's a mixture of both. And I've found for developing markets, for agility, speed, go-to-market, um, this model actually has quite a, quite a few strengths that are quite admirable. So what I would say is there's somewhere in between, decentral and central, and this is kind of the what I call the holy grail between the two for emerging markets, and it seems to work. The, you know, the, the, the field lops over issues that need to be chewed on in the center, but the center doesn't constantly push out policy and direction and things like that. It's very light touch and it seems to work. Yeah, good. Well, Mike, thanks for your time. And that was uh, Mike Piker, um, 
global head of Total Rewards from Nashpers talking on the concept of global gypsy. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.